0: Welcome to the Strength Connection Podcast, a show to share stories, insights, and experiences in strength physically, mentally, and spiritually. I'm Michael Krukowski, host of the Strength Connection, and I'm so grateful that you can join me today. So in these episodes, I connect with some of the most inspiring and successful individuals to chop it up and learn from true life experiences that have helped them become who they are, the strongest versions of themselves. One of the greatest ways I've always learned the most important lessons is through stories. We all have them, and they make us who we are. So... Let's dive in. Here we go. What's up guys? Welcome to the Strength Connection podcast. Thank you for joining me. I am Michael Kirkowski and let's dive right in. So this is a very special episode personally for me. Um it is a milestone number 200 of this podcast. Um so I've been thinking about what I really wanted to do with this episode and a lot of different thoughts have come to my mind. The only thing that I knew I wanted to start with is just an expression of gratitude. Um, And the best way I can describe it is simply just saying thank you. I thank you for everybody who has listened. Thank you. You've been on the journey since the beginning, but thank you so much to every one of the incredible guests that have donated their time to jumping on with me, spending, you know, an hour to two hours of just connecting. You know, that's one of the main things is oftentimes I keep the, Episodes of guests around an hour. Sometimes they go a little bit, you know, more or less. But many times the guests are spending 15-20 minutes before we record and then the same time afterwards. So sometimes it's two hours of connecting and donating this time. Um, I never ever want to take that for granted. Um, so first off, just thank you so much to every guest that has come on and shared their story and shared their insights here. Um, you know, it's funny when you hit these milestones of times. I realize that there's such a paradox of time that comes with it because I feel like it was yesterday since I recorded the first episode. At the same time, it feels like a thousand years ago. So it's so weird how those times kind of you know work both hand in hand here. Um, and going into this episode, I've done this uh, at the New Year's time, but how I was looking back at the things that I've implemented into my life and some of the greatest lessons that I've learned from people who have jumped on the podcast and what I do now in my own practice, uh, not just in theory, but really in application. That's what I wanted to share with you today. So what I did is I came up with 12 of the biggest lessons, biggest takeaways, and biggest practices that I've developed in my life that have really shaped me over the past two years of doing this podcast. And I want to share them with you. Uh, Some of these are ones I've spoken about a lot. Other ones I might have touched on a bit, but I wanted to bring out even more uh, more so here because they've made such an impact on my day-to-day life of how I operate my work, my training, my communication, my relationships that I have. All these different ones have made a very big impact on me. And when I say that, I mean that I don't dilute any other of the lessons that I've learned that I didn't put on this one, but these were just the first ones that really popped up to my head that I am working on on an everyday basis. And I want to share with you in here and um, hopefully they'll resonate with you. And if uh, you get something out of that, hopefully you can implement this into your practice and it will only help you get stronger. So before I get into the lessons, you know, I always, one of the questions that have been asked by clients I've had, or just people that are in my life is just why do a pocket? Why do you love it so much? And Best way I can describe it is because I learned from stories, you know, a long time before I started this podcast, I had another one with my former partner. And during the height of uh, COVID, we really didn't have as much to do. And we just ended up talking a lot about strength, about what we were working on, about different lessons that we've had. And we decided someone told us like, maybe you guys should just start a podcast. And we just started jumping on and just talking shop. And after doing that for a little bit, we stopped and then came back and we got our coaches on who were working with us and then started reaching out to more and more people that we knew just having conversations about stuff. And I realized at that moment that I was learning so much. I was just from hearing people's stories, their insights, their experiences of people they worked with or books they read or obstacles they overcame or lessons they learned over and over again until they finally stuck. So they became wise, you know, to certain philosophies, all these different things I realized I learned so much from stories. And then that just made me even think even deeper of, yeah, that's why we read archetypes of, you know, books. We fall in love with certain movies because they have a very similar path on it. All these different things is how we learn and how it really gets deep into our own psyche And that's why I decided when I started my new business two years ago, what I wanted to do. I was thinking of all those different things and realized yeah, I love talking to people. I loved interviewing people and hearing their stories, figuring out how they, what makes them tick, you know, how they think through problems, how they uh, have something that seems like a good idea and how they go through their process of figuring out whether it's actually good in application, not just in theory, all those different things. I really fell in love with. So and from that as I said at the beginning this has been like a a master's degree in learning for me of strength of life and all this stuff. So with that it's kind of one of the the first lesson was really kind of an overarching lesson of every guest that I've had and I wanted to bring this to the forefront. To all you listening is one of the coolest things about this podcast is most of the guests who have appeared specifically over the last year have all been from referrals of other guests, you know, them being open and saying, hey, I know this person that I think would be a great person for you to have on the podcast, you know, they have a great story, or they have a great program, or they just wrote a great book, you should talk to them. That's how this podcast has grown and I've been able to connect with so many awesome people. So the first lesson I learned from this is be a connector, you know, both in your own life and outwardly give freely. Um, You know, it's that law of karma where the, the more you want to add into your life, the best way to do that is to give it as freely as possible. And it's been so amazing to see that all these super successful people who have built these great lives of strength. They are so open to sharing and connecting you with other people all the time. They're not getting anything directly from it. It's just part of their mental makeup. And I realized that, yeah, one of the main similarities of all the guests that I've admired and I've talked to on this podcast, they're so open to giving their work. So that's the first lesson I had is be a connector. All right. Number two, the lesson is this comes from Fabio Zonin. And it was from the very first episode that I ever did on this podcast, uh, which we called it the Victorious Program, because that was the program that Fabio was working on at the moment. And I had to bring this as the first one because not only was it the first episode, so there was a milestone right there, but Fabio dropped a line in this that has been present in my philosophy of strength training in life since we first chatted. And in this first episode, I remember very, very succinctly, still in the mind of, do I want to do another podcast? Is this something that I want to donate my time to and really put effort in? And after 10 minutes of talking with Fabio, because he's such a great guy, he's such a great person to talk to, 10 minutes in, I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. And that only solidified the, the thoughts that I had of what I wanted to do with the podcast. So Fabio really was such the marker of propelling this forward for me and in that line he talked we talked about building the skill of strength and he dropped this line about you know using the the analogy of a deadlift and he said when you step up to the bar with a max load something you've never lifted before or something close to what you've accomplished before We'll get right back to this episode, but first I want to tell you about Nobosu Technology. Nobosu is the leading company in foot care products created by the top functional podiatrist and human movement specialist, Dr. Emily Splickle and her team. Our feet are a connection to the earth and the foundation of all human movement, and it's often the most overlooked part of our body when it comes to health, fitness, and recovery. Personally, I never thought much of how the foot impacts my movement and strength until years ago when I found my intense sciatic pain I was dealing with was coming from a locked up midfoot and ankle issue. So after putting emphasis on this, my pain subsided completely, and since then I've made sure to take care of my feet before anything else in training. I use the Nabosu NeuroBall every day, whether I'm training or not, and I felt significantly better in both my barefoot strength training, as well as running outside on grass and on pavement. Nabosu has the best products on the market, including the NeuroBall, recovery socks, splays, activation insoles, and the Kinesis boards and mats. So to check out Nabosu Technology, click on the link in the comments or go to nabosutechnology.com and use the code CONNECTION and get an additional 10% off your purchase. Again, that's the code CONNECTION. Use it to get 10% off. All right, now let's get back to it. Of course you're going to be focused. You have to be, otherwise that bar is not moving. It's when you can step up to the bar when it has half the load on it with that and keep that same focus and that same respect for the bar, that is where you build the skill of strength. So what he was saying in this is that it's very easy when you are faced with a big challenge or a big obstacle to give your best effort for that because you know that if you don't, then it's not going to work out. But when you're really building the skill, it's the days when pressure is not on you, when the bar is maybe half the load or 60%, when you know that you can still lift it without having to be so focused, but you still keep that same focus. That's where the skill really comes. That's where you hone your technique or you fine tune and you tweak the things that you need to tweak. That's when you build the skill up. That was one of the Thoughts that I had that really solidified the highway of strength analogy that I've talked about over and over again, of how you have your middle lane, your fast lane, and then you have your slow lane, and all of them are so important to understand and to work in in your own life. And just because you're in the right lane and maybe things are going a little bit slower, it doesn't make it any less important or any less valuable than when you're putting the pedal to the metal on that side. This is such a philosophy of approaching every day with your best effort, regardless of what the stakes are. So shout out to Fabio on that first episode for bringing that out. And it's stuck with me since the beginning. All right, moving on. So the next lesson, number three is from Brett Jones. And this is from episode number 109, uh, Iron Cardio. I had to bring this up because the Iron Cardio program has taught me more about intuition and structure than anything else in my training life. Um, there's a book by Brett that he put out called Iron Cardio. This whole episode was really devoted to diving into how Brett created this book, how he used this program specifically in his own life to get him out of uh, chemo rehab from cancer and how he built himself back up into full strength over, I think it was like an 18 month time frame with this one particular protocol. So it was so interesting just to talk about one specific type of exercise training program in one, but this had such a, a huge piece in my life because when I started my business two years ago and starting essentially from scratch again, this was the program that helped me train every single day and still have all the mental energy that I needed to in order to build a business back up to scratch. So, Number one is the book is phenomenal. Um, I read every version as Brett was going through it, and he did an absolute masterpiece on it. And If you are at that point of, I call it the advanced beginner stage where you built the discipline up, but you're trying to get to that next level, Iron Cardio, just the approach of it, the protocols in it, everything is absolutely perfect. So shout out again to Brett. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and do so. If you have listened, I encourage you to re-listen to it. It's still, I think, the most popular episode that we ever did on YouTube. So go back and check that out. All right. All right. Number four, this was with Luca Hossever, who Luca is. I was so pumped to chat with Luca. He was one of the guys that was on. The list of people that I've always wanted to interview and I got connected with him through a mutual friend and he came on the podcast for episode number 124, a GPS system for your goals. Now, if you know Luca, he is one of the greatest in the game of strength on the training side, on the uh, brick and mortar side, on the business entrepreneurship side, he is just an absolute mogul. And his work ethic and the way that he takes all the knowledge that he brings in his life and applies it into action is so inspiring. And he dropped a nugget here that I did that was so powerful. And he said, it's one of those things that everybody knows they should do and never do. But if you do it, you'll be amazed at the results that you'll get. And that is doing a time audit. So actually monitoring every hour on the hour of how you spend your time and doing that for a period of a week. And you'll be amazed at actually where you spend your time. Okay. So we all talk about distractions and, oh, I don't make the time. or oh, where does the time go? All this stuff. It's like actually collecting that data and seeing how much time you spend on your vision, how much time you spend in your work, how much time do you spend on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever it is. And you actually put those into quantifiable numbers and realize where you're spending your time. It is a shot to the head right away. And I did this right afterwards with Luca and realized, wow, I was spending a lot more time on the distractions that I was trying to avoid and, That was one of the things that really helped me to hone in and focus on, all right, how much time can I really devote each day in complete focus into the work that I want to do? So this is one of those things that, as he said, like everybody knows to do, but nobody ever does. I encourage you to actually go do it. Spend a week and actually on the hour, on the hour, put a alarm on and actually write down where you're spending your time and take it out of the theory of where you think you are and actually get it down on paper. It's amazing. All right. All right, number five, this was with a actual recent episode that I did with Megan Henry. Um, it's episode number 192, and it's called The Savage and the Sage. I love that we talked about this, um, just those two uh, different modes that I'll talk about at the, uh, at the end here. But Megan is a mindset performance coach who works with a lot of elite athletes. She was one herself. And the huge takeaway that I got from this was when we talked about affirmations And she talked about creating your own personal affirmation. And what I got from this is if you've done affirmations before, personally for me, it was always something that felt very stale. Like just saying, I'm incredible, or I'm relentless, or I'm unbelievable, or I accomplish goals, I achieve all this stuff. It's like, it's just kind of words that are very generic. And if you're just saying those words and you're not actually applying it into an emotion or a feeling that you have, it can be left just very, just dry. So for a long time, I was like, affirmations are bullshit. So when I talk with Megan, she said, absolutely. I understand where you're coming from. You have to make it personal. So if you're saying I am strong, okay, what is a time in your life when you actually felt strong, when you overcame an obstacle, when you actually did something. Everybody has those moments. And oftentimes we forget them. It's like, okay, write those down. What was the feeling that you got when you achieved that in your life? Okay. Now, when you write your personal affirmation, you say, I am strong and I can do this because I accomplished this before. And then you bring that feeling of what you got bef- uh, in that moment before. And that's how you create an affirmation. So it's so powerful when we talk about mindset work. And it's so easy to talk about in theory. But when you break it down into a specific practice, that was one that Megan dropped that I was like, oh, like that hits, that works. And actually helped me with my own work of the higher self, the sacred self of bringing in my own personal affirmations. So if you want to hear more about that, again, it's episode 192. I encourage you to go do that. All right. So moving forward, number six. This was with Dr. Nate Zinzer, episode number 144, The Confident Mind. So The Confident Mind is one of the best books that I've read over the last five years. Uh, Dr. Nate, he, his resume speaks for himself. He was the mindset performance, uh, coach and psychologist for the West Point Academy and their cadets for 30 years. He was also Eli Manning, the former Super Bowl quarterback on the New York Giants. He was his personal coach in mindset in his Super Bowl runs in 2007 and 2011. His book is one of the most practical applications of actually getting into mental strength that I've ever read. And he's been on Ryan Holiday's podcast, Chris Williamson. He's been on some of the biggest podcasts in the world. So when he came on, I was so humbled and so honored to be able to connect with him one on one. So... He used a phrase that I still use to this day in journaling and it's called, let's see. So to give some context behind that is so often when we go into work and challenges and thing is, things are you know, really challenging us or our mindset might not be in the right place or we're feeling very tired, we feel very sluggish. It's very easy to kind of fall down into that you know, bit of just like ho-hum and that like, oh, I don't want to do this type stuff. He said, just changing those words into, I'm going to do this, or I need to do this. He said, let's see how strong I can be in this. So if you take just an example of uh, a workout, right? You don't want to do this workout. It's a challenging workout or so, but you know, it's going to really challenge your strength instead of saying, oh, I'm just, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to be strong in this and just trying to will yourself into it. He said, use the phrase, let's see how strong I can be in this training session. Now, when I heard that and I started applying that, that was like a challenge to me. Oh, let me see how strong I can be in this moment that I'm coming into. It actually invites you into the practice that you're doing. That was so powerful to me. And just the words that we use and that phrase that has been really powerful in the work that I've done. So anytime now, since we connected. That's been one of the ones that's been in the top of my mind of, if I get into that, I don't feel like doing this, or I feel really foggy today, or I need to go and you know, write something out or do something in business or in training. Let's see how effective I can be in this. Check that out and see how that feels for you. All right, All right number seven, moving forward. This is with Tim Anderson. Uh, this was from episode number 162. We titled it Be Naked. So I love this title because number one, it's the title of his book that he came on and we spoke about. But I love Tim is one of my favorite people to talk to. He's been on the podcast a couple of different times. I've been on his podcast as well. And he sent me a copy of his book and asked, hey, could we have a conversation about it? And as soon as I read just the first 20 pages, I was like, absolutely, we need to dive into this. I've I've defined uh Tim in a way of when i hear the term strength connection and it's the podcast that we do tim is the like the perfect example of physical mental and spiritual strength and interweaving those together on an everyday basis he does all the work in the physical side from original strength from the the training that he does but the mental and spiritual side of strength this book really dove into that and he had a part of this talking about breathing that has been a part of my meditation practice that I've done since we spoke. And when he talked about breath training, he had a line in it, it was on page 18 where say, We are meant to be breathed, not to breathe. It's like breathing is it's automatic. Like when we need to breathe, we just do it. But every time we exhale, it's a symbol and it's an opportunity to let go and to surrender. And that has been in my mind in all my meditation practices before. And I've struggled back and forth with meditation for a while. This has been one of the things that has helped me the most is every time I've gone into practice now, when I go into that exhale, I remind myself of this is an opportunity to let go, let go of what I'm trying to force, the outcome that I'm trying to get, let go of the stress or the the timetable that I'm trying to bring into existence. And it's just that opportunity to let go and to just be for a moment. And we all want to get there, but without those specific triggers, sometimes it's hard to do that. When I talk with Tim and he put this specific spot in there where we are meant to be breathed, not to breathe, that has stuck with me and that really helped me a lot. So if you haven't read that book, it's a very short book. I encourage you to go grab that. Again, the title is Be Naked. And if you want to listen to Tim in this episode, chat about it again is number 162. Moving forward, okay. We're gonna keep jumping right along. Number eight, this is with Blake Kessel. Um, Blake was the founder and the creator of Body elastics. It's the bands uh that you've probably seen in numerous gyms before. And Blake came on to chat about really the evolution of building this global brand that he built up. And he was a great referral he had from a good friend. And the what I got so much about Blake was just how to build something from scratch and just the process of how that works, because he talked about, he had this idea of a possible, you know, product to sell and he just started going with it and he found these tubing and then there was a problem with the tubing. So he found a better one. And then once that came in, he talked about the handle and he didn't like how the handle felt. So we uh, solved that problem and he built that up and he kept evolving the product over and over again. Then there was issues with shipping. Then there was issues with distribution, then getting into more of corporate type settings of the gym. All these problems kept coming up one at a time. And he realized that if you if you keep trying to like think of the big picture all the time, sometimes it can be such a big mountain to climb. You have to solve one problem as they come. It's like you're not going to see all the problems and all the issues that are going to happen as you go from zero to 10 or 10 to 100 or 100 to 100,000 or 100,000 to a million. All these different things. You say, I want to build a million-dollar business. Well, To If you saw every single problem that was going to happen that you need to fix along that line, it'd probably be so overwhelming for you that you would just stop right there. I think that's the same thing that happens when people get into our strength journeys or our weight loss journeys or trying to change our fitness or our body is if you start seeing all of the things that you need to change and think of all of those at one time, it's so overwhelming that you're like, oh, I'm fine where I am, or it's too much work. Or, I don't want to put the effort in. So what I learned so much from Blake uh, Blake is just solve one problem at a time and just keep working at it over and over again. So I wanted to share that with you. I'm right, moving a Number nine, this was with Rick Mayo. This was from episode number 166. And I had Rick come back on the podcast on this one because he just sold his 100th franchise of alloy fitness and rick has been a staple and one of the pioneers of small group training and really fitness entrepreneurship for a long time and he's so succinct and he's so straightforward with how he speaks about uh how he goes about the work that he does that i asked him to come on and just talk about the evolution of building it from the first franchise all the way up to over 100 and one thing he said really stuck out on me is like you need to know And you need to find out what is required for you to do what you want to do and then go do it. He says, so often we go into these things with just this rainbow and unicorn type thought process, not actually getting down into the nitty gritty of saying, all right, what is actually required of me to do this? So when he goes into franchise, like, okay, like, where is your brick and mortar space? How much money is it going to, you know, cost to get into that space? How many people do you need to? You know, sell in the first year in order to, you know, get this, all those little pieces. He says it's amazing how many people go in with the right intentions and they want to help people, but they don't find out what is required. And then it falls down the waist, down to the waistline. So the first thing that he says that everybody needs to do is you need to find out what is required. If you haven't done something before, then talk to somebody who's done it, know what is going to be required, and then you can make a plan to do it. And it's so simple. It's such an easy thing to be like, yeah, absolutely. It makes sense. But it still is amazing at how many of us go into goals and visions of what we want to do and then stop there and just think that we're just going to fall into it as it goes along. No, find out what is required and then figure out how to do it. All right, moving forward. Number 10, this was with My good buddy, Sven Rieger, I love Sven. Shout out to you, man, if you're listening. And this was from episode 91, and we called it Scouting the Defense. So this whole episode was talking about Sven's journey of completing the Denny Stones, and if you haven't heard of the Dinny Stones before, go check it out. Go look at Stone Land, the documentary. It's amazing. But essentially, it's these two very famous stones that uh you need to lift up. And it's very, very heavy. You need to take a while to train for. It, and there's only a certain amount of people who have ever done it in the world. And I got the chance to know Sven throughout his whole journey of training for this. And it took him a long time to do. And finally, when he did it, It was such an amazing thing to see my friend do this. And I asked him to come back on and talk about his experience. And what he said was when he went into the actual day of competing, the environment and the conditions were much different than what he trained on. Like The the, uh, stones were sitting on these kind of weird rubber matting, and it was very hard for him to get that same grip with his feet that he actually missed the first attempt on it. And it almost played with his head a little bit, but he said what got him through was he knew that he prepared so much that he knew that his strength was there and he was so confident in the ability that he had going into it that whatever was going to happen afterwards, he knew that he could overcome it. So, what I learned from Sven from this is that he didn't go in on the hopes that he would just have the willpower and the The adrenaline and the energy to accomplish this. No, he trained and knew when he was going into this, that he had the strength in his body in order to accomplish this. And so the lesson that I learned from that is just anything that you go into over prepare for it, like be so certain of what you're doing and that you're going to accomplish it, that whatever pops up on the day that you are going into it, when the stakes are you know, are high and they're on the line is you're going to overcome anything that comes your way because you're so prepared for it. I love that lesson from Sven. I really appreciate you brother for bringing that out. All right. I've got two more for you here. So the next one is from Dr. Emily Splickle, this number 11, and this is from episode number 172 called healthy feet. So if you don't know Dr. Emily, she is one of the leading functional podiatrists in the world. She's an unbelievable practitioner of human movement. She's spoken. I first heard her speak on the perform better circuit. And she's spoken all over the world with uh, her work with nabosu technology and really just the importance of taking care of our feet. And that's what she dove into in this whole episode. And I wanted to bring it up here because afterwards I have the nabosu Neuroball and worked with sensory stimulation and foot care since we had this practice and My strength uh, has not only increased, but also the nagging issues that I was dealing with with some charley horse stuff with my calves, as well as uh, some pain that was going on at my knee has actually subsided. So taking care of your feet, it's one of those things that we often forget in just body training to do. So grounding and sensory stimulation were two things that I've done religiously since talking to Emily uh, Splickle. And it works so much that I actually uh, developed a partnership and an affiliate program with Nibosu Technology. So if you're listening a lot, then you know that we uh, promote them every single time on our podcast. I believe in this product so much from here. And this one episode had a huge impact on my personal strength and practice. All right. And the last one here I wanted to share, and this was from a recent episode that I did from Todd Durkin, number 194 the impact body plan. If you don't know Todd, then you need to go and check him out. Todd is one of the most inspiring and motivating people I've ever talked to. And since I first started podcasting, he was one of the people that I've wanted to get on the podcast uh, since the, the start of it. And when I got a chance to connect with him and speak with him, it was a true honor. And if you've heard Todd speak before, you know how energetic and like, Fired up, he is all the time. I can assure you that he is the same off air as he is on air. We spoke for probably an hour before and after recording of just going, just talking about life, of just the things that he's doing. He was asking me about the work that I'm doing. We just had such an amazing connection and talked all about the impact body plan. There was one piece that I practiced right away afterwards. This actually turned into the August unplug challenge that I did with my community. And he talked about mellow yellow time and how it came about as I asked him all the hats that he wears. He is a business owner of fitness quest 10, a bit a brick and mortar. He's a keynote speaker traveling all around the world, speaking for fitness as well as corporations. He coaches, you know, people all over the world, you know, famous celebrities and pro athletes. He has his mastermind groups. He's also very, uh, Big in his church and his community, and there he's also a father of three. He's also a devout husband. He does all these things. And it seems like he does it so just effortless. And I asked him how he, you know, does his work life balance as the as the term is. And he said he makes that time for mellow yellow. It's that specific time to unplug and be non-productive. Said early on in his career, he was seven days a week type guy. And realize that without implementing this time to actually be non-productive is you're actually taking away of the creative juices that come. Like our creative energy and having that mental clarity, it doesn't come from the time that we're busy and we're hustling all the time or we're pushing ourselves. It comes from that time when we're being non-productive, that boring time of actually stepping back and unplugging. And that brought me right into it's committing for 31 days of August of 30 minutes a day of just sitting and being completely still without any distractions or any productivity, not journaling, not reading a book, not um, jumping on technology, everything. I'm just sitting back. And from that, many days were really tough, not that much coming you know, from it, but there was a few days of real clarity. And it's actually really propelled me into a lot of things that I'm working on now. And it has been a huge impact for me. So shout out to Todd. Thank you so much, brother, for coming on. That was absolutely amazing. So there it is, guys. Those are the 12 that I wanted to share with you. Again, the last thing I'll say here is just simply thank you so much for everybody who has tuned in at any time throughout this time. I can't wait to keep this going forward. This has been one of the best blessings that I've had in my life. And it has not come without struggles and challenges. Uh, There's been times of wondering, is this something that I want to continue doing? And every time I jump on with a guest and they share their stories and they share their insights, or I hear from you of an episode that really helped you and you started implementing into your own life, then I know it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. So onward and upwards, Like this is just a continuation of things going forward, but it is my hope and my, you know, prayer that this just continuously helps you, uh, because it's helping me so much. So to all you guys, thank you so much. Love you. And I appreciate you. All right. Till next time. Peace. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you found some great value here. And if you like this episode, please drop a comment and leave us a five-star rating and review. It does more to build the show than you can imagine. And do not forget to check out and join the Strength Connection Facebook group. In this group, I share the biggest takeaways and lessons from these amazing conversations, as well as training and strength tips for pursuing mastery and fulfillment in life. It's, this group is filled with individuals looking to take full control over their strength, and it's the perfect space to explore new ideas and to share your journey. And You'll also get exclusive access to the Strength Connection Mastery Seminars. It's a deep dive into the physical, mental, and spiritual training that you can begin using immediately. So do not wait. Go now. Seriously, go. All right, much love to you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you on the next one.